0: In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In
1: NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts.
0: What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what film for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune part two now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio.
1: Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michelle Mission presents an all top five special. Top five, top five. Who's your top five? This is our top five. This is our top five of the Michelle (laughs) Mission. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And tonight... I am joined by the show mission co-producer, who I will allow to introduce himself to all of you missionaries out there.
0: What's up, missionaries? Uh, this is uh, Mo Poplar. Uh, I guess I, I, I do have a Tribble design designation. My de- designation was what? Paul uh, Robeson Triple. Paul
1: Robeson Tribble. That's what. Because he he's deep and he gets around. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm curious about that because I've found that when old guests of mine from back in my Black Tribbles days come on to like the Show Mission or they come on to other shows that I do, I, f- I find that they always give their triple designation and like they they don't have to. Like I just do it because I've kind of become known as Bat Tribble. People call me Bats or Len or some people still call me by my. My old rap name, Cruz, and stuff like that, but people seem to fall into the their triple designation. It does it, even though you know the black triples ended two years ago. It does it still mean something to you like that, Mo? Well, first and foremost, this is your house, and when you came in, you took off your shoes, so I took off
0: my shoes. (laughs) You gave your triple designation, so I gave my triple designation. I got you. And if you had given your rap name, I would have given. What's your rap um, name? What's your rap name? Come on now. Oh, see, if I gave a rap name, then you would expect me to rap, and then we would all be embarrassed.
1: <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> I gave my rap name, and I haven't said a, I haven't said one rhyme on the Misho Mission, and I doubt that I ever will. Nobody wants to hear that old smoke. Right. Uh, my rap name was uh,
0: Master Mo, in as much as I rapped. Master Mo. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow, why don't why don't back
0: back when people went and got T-shirts with the old English letters on the back? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. That, that that's that's what my
1: so my you had Master that. Mo on the back of yours. I did. Was it a black Was it a black T-shirt or was it a white? Oh, t-shirt? it was
0: it was black with felt letters. Come on now,
1: black with was was felt. There you go. Was it the felt white or red?
0: Was it red? Oh, the, the felt was white. It was white. Some people got some people got white and red, but um, that's true. That cost. That cost extra. That did. That did. <laughs> and my mama only gave me so much money to be, uh, to be, um, you know, frivolous. So nice. Um, yeah, that was that was that was me. I uh, was at a thing the other day, and I saw a child do a um, jump down on the floor and do the centipede, and my back suddenly hurt because <laughs> there was a time I did that, and then there was a time, many years after, that I tried to show off that I could and um i should have stopped while i was ahead
1: mm should have stayed in your uh um cocoon <laughs> yeah um
0: at at this age we i i do better being dignified and graceful and telling stories about what i did not try to show people
1: yeah not trying <laughs> to re- relive the glory years oh trust me bro oh trust me Trust me, I I might hear a, a fat beat and I'll just let that beat ride. I just I won't do nothing with it. It's
0: like play at your own wrist comes on it all of a sudden. Like you 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 are here going on your heels and toes, <laughs> you know, around the floor.
1: Ah! ah. So we are here ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring you a very special all top 5 edition of the Michelle Mission tonight. Uh Vince could not be here. Um as you are watching this. Vincent and I are live at Bryn Mawr Film Institute here in Philadelphia for a screening of A Warm December. We were scheduled to try and bring you a our review of A Warm December, but Vince is Vince like had a crazy, crazy, mad busy weekend, um, and he was just on E, so he had he had to tap out, but fortunately Mo was here and said, yo, I'm down. I was like, yo, because I want to do a top five show. And he said, let's make it happen. So we are making it happen. And and you know what Vincent would hate? What? A top five. Oh, he would hate, he hates (laughs) he he barely deals with the top five list.
0: He tolerates one top five.
1: Yes, a whole show, show he would not be down with at all, at all. So um, I appreciate Mo stepping in for this. For those who don't know, um Mo Popular, aka Maurice Poplar, longtime fan of my old show, The Black Tribbles, which is where we met and became friends, and now has gone on to become a co-producer here on the Michelle Mission, as well as a co-producer on our new podcast. The Class of 1989, our new documentary podcast series that you can find on all of your favorite podcast um, directories is up there right now. New episodes start on March 6th. Um, So go and subscribe and follow The Class of 1989 so that you do not miss one episode of that cool series where we are looking at six films from that year that changed an industry and a culture forever. What's a documentary podcast, man? Documentary podcast. Mo is one where Vince and I sit down with a number of industry talking heads and discuss their views on these films. It's kind of like a nice little like lesson plan on these great films, and we sit down with we sit down with noted film critic Tim Cogshell. We yeah. sit down with a noted cinematographer Michelle Crenshaw. We sit what? sit down with Maori Holmes of the Black Star Film Festival. Um, we also sit down with the legendary and iconic actor, producer, director Bill Duke as well. Um, it is a very cool series that, w- that we put together. Um, Mo was very instrumental in, in working with Vince and I all of last year on the class of 1989. Um, it was a 12-month project of love that we are very excited for you to get a taste of when the new episodes drop uh, next week, next on uh, March 6th. Wow. It's about time. I know. God knows. Time. God knows. You just y'all just don't know. We just don't know. We'd we love it. We're excited for y'all to hear it, but we are so happy to be on the other side of the class of yes. 1989.
0: <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, it, was, it, it was not. It was yes. Not. All
1: right. Oh. So, tonight, though, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing you all night long, Maurice and I, we got some fun. Top five. So let's get started, and let's get started in style. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five is. My top five. All right, Mo. You are our guest, so I'm going to let you go with your first top five list here on our all top five five special. What you got for the people? this is my top five musicians I'd love to see direct a film. Oh, top five musicians you want to see direct? So they haven't direct a film directed a film yet. Correct.
0: Okay. Um. Yes, they have not directed a feature film yet.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. Number five. So well, wait a um, minute. Why do you want to see the singers direct films? Um, I have seen, um
0: some musicians um, move from music to acting Mm -hmm. and to sometimes greater or less effect. very true. I
1: have seen
0: um, musicians move from in front of the mic to behind the mic and produce.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And I think sometimes, especially in the Black community, music is the first... It's it's the easiest step in a direction of trying to be creative. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm from Oakland, California. Um, It doesn't really take long for everybody to know that if they hang around me. Um, And our native son, Boots Riley, started off as a rapper. That's true. And came out with an amazing film, Sorry to Bother You. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um. You know, it was very much a project that you could go and see
1: whether you liked his music or not. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know that he was a a rapper with the group, The Coop. That's right. And, um,
0: you know, in that way, he had a vision for a thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't
1: think he's alone. All right. So top five singers... Who you would like to see. Uh, Musicians. Musicians. Musicians, musicians, musicians. excuse me. Who you would like to see as directors. Who you got for number five? Number five um, is somebody who
0: I have much affection for. Um, And I think a lot of people sleep on him as an MC. Okay. But uh, um, dude got flavor. He's out there.
1: Okay,
0: he he. Some people say he's a little crazy, but he's somebody who I absolutely believe would have vision. Keras one, five, no. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. My number five is CeeLo Green. CeeLo, CeeLo Green. Okay, okay. Hmm. CeeLo Green is a producer. He is a, a a rapper. He's a singer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, he 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 writes lyrics and songs for people. He's a songwriter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I just w- I think he would have an amazing vision. Um, he hasn't done anything to encourage this, but he's just interesting.
1: Yeah, because I'm trying to think. Like, has he? He def I mean, he's a man that definitely he's has at yeah, he's been in movies and he is a guy that has his own look, his own vibe. Uh-huh. But I'm trying to think I I don't like I've never seen him him do anything like super visual before. But that's interesting. It'd be interesting to see his eye. Okay. All right, I'm with yeah. that, CeeLo. All right, who's next? Um my number 4 is from right down the
0: street from CeeLo. Um somebody who I think might have he he might be on some people's list already. Okay, and uh, he's a MC who I would venture to say would put his back into showing us something that we weren't expecting, and it would be interesting if we liked it or not. Okay, okay, <laughs> and that's Andre three thousand.
1: Andre three thousand. I figured you were going to go with Andre. Definitely an eclectic brother. A brother who moves to his, the rhythm that is plays alone solely in his head. Um, he,
0: he. I think he got bored with rap music, and I can almost appreciate that mm-hmm. seeing some of the places rap music has been the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, he got into acting, and I think, I think. He got into acting at a time when people wanted him to be the next hit. Mm-hmm. You know, and the stakes were high, and I don't know that he necessarily delivered.
1: No, uh, Yeah, um, I, I would say that he did not.
0: But I think he would study the craft and definitely come with something interesting. See, I hear you- Whether on, you liked it or not.
1: I hear you on that, but I would have thought the same thing with him as an actor, and I didn't think that he- showed anything as an actor in the times that I've seen him, right? So that's that's the only thing that would give me a little bit of pause from him as a director. I think that he might have an interesting eye. Um, I can see him being a producer putting the thing together. I just don't know if I see him being able to get behind the camera and pull together a cohesive story and Get acting out of other people. I don't even know from if what I. If he's from built what like I that. hear,
0: the Hey Ya! video
1: mm-hmm. was his was his vision.
0: Okay, and, and and from what I hear, nobody actually had heard that song until the single dropped. Okay, and so I, I think. But is there a story in it the Hey Ya! video?
1: I, like I said, it would be interesting. I'm not sure you would like. it. Okay. All right. He might be he might hey, he might be uh pull a Baz Larment on me. So I can see that happening. Number three. Um, my number
0: three is maybe a little more obvious. Um he's a person who has directed movies to great acclaim, but maybe not feature films. Um okay. he's somebody who I think would absolutely put together a killer team around him and scaffold him up to be able to succeed. Okay. And uh, that would be Philly's native son Academy award winner quest love.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Now I could definitely see quest love directing uh, a, a feature feature length film. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a very good. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that shortly from the brother. In fact, um, I heard he has a uh, another doc about uh
0: Oakland hometown heroes, uh, Sly Stone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the next documentary that's supposed to drop. But,
0: but he seems to have keys to Hollywood right now, so
1: he does. I wouldn't be surprised if you wouldn't see him. Maybe you know, test the waters, get there behind the the camera on a couple of. You know, smaller sitcoms. You know, do an episode or two just to see what see what's happening. Um, I could definitely see him doing it. To be qu- quite honest, I could see him and Tariq um, Black Thought mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. being like a directing team almost. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I could definitely see that. I could, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: He would definitely put the right people around him and he would definitely
1: succeed. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. That's a good one. No brainer. Uh, my number two Uh, was kind of hard
0: to come up with because I feel like this person falls into the same category as uh, CeeLo and Andre. Okay. Um, And I thought about taking this person out because... Uh swag just dripping. Mm-hmm. Vision just dripping. Mm-hmm. Uh knows their way around a set. Okay. Um, has hobnobbed with some of the best directors of our time. Okay. But I think Janelle Monet ah. would make a visually stunning feature film. Ah,
1: Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. I could see that. I could see that. I actually could see her re- really growing as an actress as well. But uh, oh, absolutely. I think I think she
0: has a lot of potential as an actress, mm-hmm. and this is not to say that she's d- been bad by any stretch of the imagination to date um i loved her in hidden figures uh she is hysterical and awesome and uh the latest uh the, what is it crystal glass the broken glass um mm-hmm. last bird uh the the, the 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 one with daniel craig where he's a detective
1: oh oh um um uh uh, uh knives out The Knives knives Out out. of, um, um, but it's Glass Onion, Glass Onion. Glass Onion. There we go. Glass Onion. Yes. Um, Yes. She's great in that. She, she's great in that. Uh, she does her
0: thing in Moonlight. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think she still has a lot of potential to grow, but low key, I see her sitting in the cuts, studying the game. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of any day
1: now. Yeah, because I think she has some stories to tell. So that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Before I give you number one, I had two... I had... Honorable
0: mentions? Two curios. Okay. And the first one I struggled with, because he could absolutely be number four or five on this list. I'm just not sure. But, um... said been directed no and I would like to think there is something deeper to this brother mm, mm. I just
1: I just don't know if that's Optimus. it's 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 called deep pockets that's what it is no 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 maybe maybe there was a time before power hits. And he's kind of like like he's a little unsure of where he's going in Hollywood as far as an actor. Maybe there's a time then for him to get behind the camera and start directing. But because he goes into producing and he and he hits on producing, I think that's where he stay, He stays there. He's he's directed four episodes of television at this point. Okay, okay, but I think I think his strong suit he, is 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 the producing. Okay, and packaging it together. He has, uh, I think,
0: matured into a actor with who, who's better than some. He's he's not what he was. Better than some what actors uh all right, what's the name of this film he was in a film actually i don't even know if the film came out i might have just saw a screening with him and uh force whitaker and robert de niro did that film actually get released
1: mm, I, don't, I don't know but so you're saying he's like what? and he 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 had a season when
0: he was just in these movies mm-hmm. and you could tell he was one of the financiers mm-hmm. and these movies revolved around him being the smartest person. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him in the film with Forrest Whitaker, he was outwitting Forrest Whitaker and Robert De Niro. Um, and he didn't have an A game to bring acting wise. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is very self-indulgent. Okay, But yeah. I hear he's, that was, that was, that was more than 10 years ago. Okay. And I hear he's gotten much better.
1: Well, I, I would so, hope so. He's had more opportunities um, to act. So I would have, would expect him to grow as an actor Um, but you know when no matter how far he has grown as an actor you know we're we're coming out of the NAACP awards where Method Man just won an outstanding acting award and I'm going to let you know right now Method Man earned his award method man has turned himself actually into a very good nuanced actor i i I agree and i don't think he has had as many bites at the apple as 50 cent as okay so like i said honorable mention i i
0: i won't be surprised if everybody else is surprised that 50 cent directs a good meal films okay and you said you had another one another curio my other curio, um, I, 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 I know you're going to disagree with, it is absolutely uh, fantasy casting. Okay. But I think the talented, truly undeniably talented at everything he did, Tupac Shakur, could have grown into a pretty powerful director. Oh, interesting.
1: I, I wonder if he would have wanted to direct.
0: Oh, he wanted to do everything.
1: Okay. All right. Um, I think the only thing we saw
0: the closest thing we saw to him directing was uh, a a uh, uh X-rated music video for How Do You Want It? Starring Jodycy. starring Jodycy. And uh it was very much the uh it was very much to be expected from, you know, a young man mm-hmm. with money to spend mm-hmm. to shoot his music video. Mm-hmm. But uh,
1: You know, I've never seen that, that the uncut video. Um, I don't know that you need to. I, I, I'm not trying to. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's X-rated and it ain't even fun. Is it, so. is it really X-rated? Because they used to say that Tip Drill was X-rated and Tip Drill is not X-rated. I don't know if I saw Tip Drill. That was, okay. the, that was um. Who's, who's tip drill is uh. What you call it? Uh, not Nas. Um. What's the Southern boy? Um. No, luda that. You know, not Luda. You know exactly who it is. The boy. Uh. Let's take off all your clothes. Um. Oh, Nelly. 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 Hold on I could, Okay. I, could, I knew it was an N. I couldn't bring it up. Bring it up. But anyway, all right. So, Tupac. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think he grew into. A very
0: solid actor before his passing. And, uh, you know, he seemed to very much be blown by the winds of whatever was around him, Mm. whether or not he was going to be political or uh, raunchy and ratchet. And um, yeah, he seemed to be serious on a film set. Okay. I think it was just a matter of time that was cut too short. Okay. But my number one. Who's your number one? Musician. I'd love to see direct film. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to get no argument out of you. Is Donald Glover
1: Oh, that's, I mean, come on, dude. That's not, I don't even think that's a a fair one to have at number one because while he is a musician, he was an actor first. Like he would, that was his world first, man. So that's a no brainer. That he's going, but to... him being an actor and or a musician,
0: okay, he's won awards doing both. I don't think necessarily guarantee or promise, you know, the vision that we saw in Atlanta.
1: Okay, I mean, fair enough, but I mean, I, 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 I I'm not, I'm not
0: looking for Ice Ice Cube or Ice tea. Or LL Cool J to direct anything, and I think they're all three accomplished in the acting and musical
1: space. And they've all directed. They've all directed. Mm-hmm. I'm still not checking for it. Yeah, still not checking for their film. No. Um. Uh. But yeah, that's a no-brainer. Donald Glover. I'm sure that's his next move. You know, is a feature film. Um. Maybe not his very next film very next move because he seems like a dude that deliberates over his projects and is only going to put them out there when he feels like it is ready to be seen, but I'm sure he's got more than one feature length script that he's working on and ready to make happen. So yeah, that's a, that's a no brainer. That's a good one. That's a, that's a good list. Um, That's a very good list when you told me that that was going to be your list, I was thinking about it myself. Like if there's, and I was curious to see whether or not you would um, pull these people. Two names came to my, my mind that I think would make good directors. Um, and you almost said one with Janelle Monet, but if not Jan- Janelle, I think the next step in the next couple of years for her career will be directing is Jill Scott. I, uh, I think she's a, a a good storyteller in her music. Um and I think that she definitely would surround herself with the know how yes. and the people to execute a very strong um feature film date debut. So yes. I would be interested in seeing Jill Scott take take on those reins. And then the other one who I think would be pretty, pretty interesting to see if they could take their storytelling and actually blend it into a feature film along the lines of Andre 3000 would be Raphael Sadiq
0: another oakland brother yeah Um, i would love to see uh, uh, listen i'm in the bag for anything he does Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah um jill scott is is a lot more curious and intriguing to me okay um just because um as a musician i have loved her choices yeah as an actress I, I am still in love with uh um, ladies number one detective agency.
1: I know I know <laughs> I know and um, that's one of the first yeah. the first of the HBO um black led series that only got tragically one season right 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 right. So um yeah I, I, I
0: listen give 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 Raphael a camera. He has access to anything he wants mm-hmm. um i'm gonna see that too um but jill scott wow okay all right cool what my i, my, I have a rafael Siddiq story go ahead when i was a little kid um my mom's good friend had a party mm-hmm. for uh her daughter who had a birthday the same day as my brothers and uh my brother's birthday, I think we went to the local Six Flags. Okay. And we got home a little early, so we ended up at this other party, and I'm maybe, maybe 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And Sinbad is finishing his set, and Tony, Tony, Tony gets set up in the corner of the backyard. Wow. And they, and they do their thing.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. They 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 worked hard, you know. They uh came from from, from the bottoms, and uh I was really glad to see both of them, those acts, do they think?
1: Dope. That's dope. That's a dope story. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that story, my brother. Okie dokie. Let's What's your list, Lynn? I will give you my first list and uh let's see do i want to go controversial or do i want to go silly where do i want to go um i, I don't know w- well i'll say the controversy for the end so i will go this is this is for my homie Randy aka Arson the voice of reason
0: uh, arson
1: the voice of reason of the the uh, bluegrass hip-hop gangsta grass. yes sir yes sir and super triple of uh, black triple's fame <laughs> this uh, is the top five black supermen now what oh, this my. what this is is that apparently at one time according to randy and i i think the internet may support him on this <laughs> I love the doubt in your voice. because well, I'm not sure. and I did not I d I d I d I didn't I didn't feel the need to necessarily look it up because what I understand, it's not going to happen. But at one time, um, there was going to be an adaptation of the a black actual Superman from DC mm-hmm. Comics in their whole multiverse scheme that was going to star Michael B. Jordan. That was right. actually going to be developed into a feature film. And um, it, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And it's a shame. And it's just a project that Randy, who is a huge Superman fan, I don't know a bigger Superman fan than Randy, um, physically or actually, <laughs> um, uh, he was greatly looking forward to it. And I would have been there for it because I'm contractually obligated to watch these type of things. But I would have <laughs> never actually cast Michael B Jordan his physique notwithstanding as a black superman. I just okay just didn't see it. So, these are the actors that I would see and I would cast as my black superman. Okay? Okay. And I'm going to start with number number 1. I don't and this is going to be controversial. Okay? Because I'm dipping into the world of sitcoms for my number one, Um, much in the way that Warner Brothers years ago, historically dipped into the world of comedy films for Michael Keaton and made him everybody's Uh Batman Uh in that magical year of 1989. Um, I am going into the world of sitcoms. You first met him and, and grew to love him in everyone hates Chris. Now mm-hmm. he is he stole your heart a little bit in The Walking Dead before taking hold of your of your heart, everyone, in Abbott's Elementary. And that is Tyler James Williams. Oh. Who I could see definitely has to bulk himself up a little bit but probably would um look forward to that opportunity to show the world that he has the demeanor the gravitas as well as the chops to pull off being a black superman in a feature film
0: see i absolutely would have never picked up but he has a level of charm and charisma mm-hmm. that definitely take me back to
1: 1980. Yes. Yes. Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Another person who had to bulk himself up for the role. But did he? Okay, well, he, <laughs> he, did, he didn't have to bulk himself up by 2023 standards. Right, 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 right. By those um, standards, he, he bulked up. But I could
0: see if... if Tyler James was Superman. Um, a the internet would go crazy and hate it, dude. Well, I but I think I think we might get a good Superman.
1: I think we, I, I absolutely think, first of all, let's be honest, yeah, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, any, oh, any, man. anybody, bar- on this <laughs> list, that's going to hate. <laughs> All right, they wouldn't have been there for Michael B. Jordan, as right, as right? Superman, right, right. but you know, um, okay, just got to go, go in knowing that. Okay, so but he's my number five pick. Okay, my number four pick is another name that we've fallen in love with recently, and this guy. He definitely has the chops. He definitely has the charm. He's played a good guy. He's shown that he can play a a bit of a complicated good guy. Um, And has also shown that he can play a romantic lead when need be. And that is John David Washington, the son of one Denzel Washington. Hmm. Because the world needs, if we're going to get a black Superman, let's make him black. I, I, I no argument there. I
0: don't. I, I like Tyler James better, but you know, this is your list. That's this fine. List.
1: That's fine. This is your list. That's fine. I, I, I can ride with that. I can ride with that. All right. Now, number. Where are we at? Number three. Number three. three. Number three. Black America has fallen in love with this person as a complicated uh, role where he's he's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. He's got the physique. He's He's dark. He's young enough. And he's proven his chops on television and is now ready to make his move into the silver screen. And why not do it? In one of the hugest roles ever of Superman,
0: I think he's got a bigger role right now. But continue.
1: You don't even know. You don't even know who I'm going to. You don't even know who I'm doing. You don't even know who it is. I guarantee you don't okay. know who it is. Okay, okay. I, Bring it. I guarantee you don't know who it is. Bring it. This is, and he's one of Benson's favorite. Vince might actually co-sign on this, and that is. And I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Kofi Sirabo from Kofi Queen Sugar. I would like to see him as Superman. He would fill out the suit. Can't say the man mm-hmm. won't fill out the suit.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. H- has he put on weight? I feel like last time I saw him, he was quite thin.
1: Nah, I mean he's I mean dude.
0: He was playing a type of Superman in uh and Girl Trip, wasn't he? <laughs> he,
1: he was. You know, I forgot about him in Girl Trip. You're right. I forgot about him in Girl Trip. He might already be Superman in some people's eyes. That's correct. That is correct. Um Okay. that is correct. So again,
0: I see a charm in Kofi Sidabe. And Tyler James that I don't see in John David Washington.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Um, I I think I think a young Denzel would have made an amazing Superman. See,
1: see see
0: I don't I think I, I think I, don't know. I haven't seen John
1: David there. John David strikes me. Well, he comes off moody, but that's the roles he's been. He's, he... I, I think I think that's the cards he's been dealt. Yeah, yeah. I but that. but he's not he's not as moody. If you see the movie, what's the movie that he does with Zendaya on Netflix? Yeah, uh, I I haven't seen that, but he's not. I, I, I see it. He sh- he shows he, a, he, a he lot was, more he there. Little, he
0: was a little. I guess I saw him being a little cheeky, a little mischievous, and uh,
1: Black Klansman. Okay. Um, Malcolm and Mar- Malcolm and Marie—that's the name. Malcolm of Marie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I, but, but I think I I think he could pull it off. But look, I do like I I like Kofi as a choice. There you go. If you want to put John David at as four, and then we've got Tyler and Kofi, that's fine. The, uh, I would love to see the internet light up if a Nigerian man <laughs> was cast as Superman. <laughs>
0: That that would tickle me to no end.
1: <laughs> me too. Me too. All right, number two. Number two. Number two. And and number two, I think, actually is maybe just a more mature Kofi. Because he's okay. got everything. He's got the physique. He's got okay. I think he I think he can exude the charm. Um He's played some roles where he's had to be a little bit one note, but I think he can he he has shown the charm. Hey, he actually has shown the charm in a superhero film. Only problem is that he has already appeared in a superhero film and it was a DC film that I believe is still staying within their continuity. So that might gotcha. Gotcha. um cancel him out. But I think I think I'm tracking, picking up what you're putting down. That would be Yahya Dul Right, I would love to see him as Superman. Got the physique, got the charm, got the look. It's already for the most part clean shaven. Most of a lot of his roles, Um, I think he could pull off a a very a a slightly older Superman. I think he he definitely skews a a little bit older than say the other ones that we've mentioned so far. Yeah. What about Saint Yaya in where he was charming? I think he's. I think he's. Um. He gets it over a little bit in in Aquaman as Black Manta. Um.
0: um so, I I loved his rage. Hmm. I loved his bitterness. I loved his prone Hmm. Um. I thought Black Manta, now that we mention it, is the exact opposite of Superman. Little, little closer to black, little closer to Batman.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but he was also—I mean, he—he he was great in Black Mirror. Uh, okay, yep, he's great in that. And I'm trying to think. I, I, again, admittedly, like because Candyman and then The Matrix, he's a little bit more one note in 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 those movies. But I I want to think that the man does have the range to to pull okay. it off um okay so all right now but we're at number one we're at number one now number one has a caveat to it uh-huh this would be casting uh just like I said Yaya is maybe a slightly more mature uh-huh. um Kofi this is my slightly more mature Tyler James. <laughs> right but i think could bulk up it might be a little he might have to, we might have to give him a year but he could bulk up to superman but i can only see him this is a bit of stunt casting i would cast laKeith Stansfield as superman only if we then cast uh Wyland Noel, okay, who's going to be starring in the remake of A Spook Who Came by the Door, only if we cast him as Batman.
0: I'm looking at Wyland Noel now because I don't know if I know him. He 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 was a standout. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. The cat from uh Insecure.
1: He was on in Insecure. Um, uh, he, he like stole the show. He stole he stole uh my friend Ariel's heart in in, in uh insecure. Um right. But I could see his his he got a smoke a smoky visage that I think would work under the cowl of Batman, but only beside uh Lakeith Stansfield, who definitely can wear both sides of the hat as far as the the muse, charming, um, but intense when he has to be Clark Kent slash Superman. That's my number one sleeper choice of black Superman. He'd never do it. I don't think he I don't think he has any interest in doing something like that, but I would love to see him try. I, I'm not in love with your list, Lynn.
0: <laughs> you you. Co- not love, I'm not in love with your list. You, you
1: co-signed with on on two of them. I, I I like I like
0: a couple of them. Can I pitch you somebody who who would be effortless as Superman? Far too perfect, wearing that cape. Okay for anyone to deny that he was truly a superhero. Someone who would look upon most affronts to him, attacks Mm -hmm. on his character Mm -hmm. with amusement, who can absolutely do caring and would be hysterical with those glasses on as a nerd. Lethal Weapon 2. Mike Coulter.
1: Mike Coulter. Luke Cage himself. I think you put that man
0: in an S and it doesn't take much convincing. I don't see I it. I think. I think his smile charms. Mm. I think he is so affable mm-hmm. and lighthearted and optimistic.
1: Mm-hmm. When things go bad, you start to be concerned. When have you seen him be affable? See, I don't watch, he's in that show, Evil on CBS. I don't watch that. Um, most of this is from- um, Luke, him Hay- and, and Luke Cage? Luke Cage. I didn't see. I never. I saw. I
0: saw a lot of Black Joy in that show. There
1: was, I but it him. wasn't from him.
0: I saw him walking down the street in Harlem, mm-hmm. enjoying life in a way that I've never seen Lakeith Stanfield on screen. Enjoy life.
1: Oh, I don't. <sighs> I don't... I didn't see that from Mike Judas Calsa. and the Black Messiah, right? That's that's the one where,
0: where Lakeith was enjoying mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, he, he's good in that movie. He's very good in he's that movie.
0: Po- listen, I'm not saying he's not a great actor. I'm not saying he couldn't come with a Superman that was memorable. I'm saying Mike Coulter... That, like that glass slipper just fits his
1: fit. I don't see I don't I can't remember him exuding much black joy in Luke Cage he was okay. good but because even because I'm not even thinking about Luke Cage I'm thinking about when he does have an opportunity to maybe show some black joy in Defenders because he's bouncing off of the, the knucklehead that he got as Iron Fist in there and he's still I, I'm, I'm going to really concede that most of his Black Joy
0: shows up in scenes with other women?
1: I mean, okay, well, I'll, I'll show up with Black Joy if I'm doing a scene with Simone Missick. Should we all be in just with your shit? I got joy for days if I'm sitting there with Simone yes, Missick. Sure.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 But, um, I'm I i, I I'm saying he turned it on when he had to uh, in those scenes. Uh, and, and I think... Really, i think he's got it really um i've also been in the room with the man and at six foot and a half whatever Mm -hmm. you know 280 pounds Mm -hmm. of swole um that's superman no
1: physically i see it his smile his smile lights up a room physically i see it it's not even fair uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, quiet is kept, man. Quiet is kept. The the name I wanted to put on this list, I couldn't because he's already been cast in a DC movie and as a hero. So I know he's going to return, probably return. And that's all this Hodge, all this Hodge. Yeah, I, I was waiting for all this Hodge. I think all this Hodge
0: would do a great job too. I think Mike Colter is a better call.
1: Oh but no, no, no,
0: no, I, no, Lynn, no, Lynn? no, no, no. You know what we've established what we've established. That's your list.
1: <laughs> we have. <laughs> we have. We have established my list. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, All right. Uh, give me another. Give me another list. All right. Uh, what? What?
0: What did I send you? Because I actually have like eight lists.
1: Oh well, you get. Uh, I'll tell you. Four. Let's let's stick to the script. I have the the first four <laughs> off of your first email. Okay. Um. So I don't know about this, the, the eight others. We'll, that would have to be for top five, part two. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with the uh, five Black
0: movies that aren't Black movies.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't even see that one. Okay, so five... That's
0: not, that's not on the list, like I said.
1: Okay, you're going off script. You, you
0: asked me to think about this stuff, and, and then I started
1: thinking. and I was like, okay. So these are okay. Black films that actually that are- aren't Black films. Correct. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. Let's, let's, let's hear this. All right. Um, Number five.
0: Okay. The Fast and Furious series.
1: They aren't black movies. They got a lot of black people in them. They've got two. Cause I'm not counting Vin.
0: So they, you're not oh well, cool I'll see I, I'm gotta tell you you gotta count Vin you know Paris Hilton counted Vin I, I,
1: I don't think Vin <laughs> counts Vin if Vin don't count Vin then I ain't counting Vin and I don't think he counts himself as an African American I think it depends on the room he's in um, <laughs> well in any of the movies he's been in so far he's not count himself as a, as a black person
0: what I'm saying is that these th- this film traffics in blackness. It mm. traffics in street culture. Mm. It traffics it's st- in, hip-hop. in hip hop. In hip in hip hop, but is street culture black is street culture black culture. I think it sold black culture in the first and all but the Japanese one. Um Tokyo Drift. I, I would say the first the first three or four. Um Tokyo Drift being the exception. Mm. Um because well if they're not even in America uh, I used to live in Japan. I could give you a whole dissertation about black culture in Tokyo mm-hmm. and where it shows up in a movie. That's not this. That's we're not doing that list. Okay. Um <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> but, This is your black film that's not a black film. Well, you're right. Yes. It's not a black film. <laughs> um I think it's advertised
0: as a black film. Really? Um, yeah. Oh
1: wow. Okay. That's interesting.
0: It it is it's the cop and the crook mm-hmm. get together and do a thing that's how it starts
1: yeah that's the first
0: one again it's it's my number
1: five okay so the fast and furious series is coded as black movies but they're actually not black films they're actually not black films okay um
0: number four okay the blues brothers Hmm. okay I grew up so confused by this film (laughs) because I know what blues are Mm -hmm. and I know what brothers are. Mm -hmm. And I've heard people talk about Aretha Franklin Mm -hmm. and Ray Charles
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and all of the people who show up in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then when I got my job at 16 at Blockbuster Video and I looked at the cover, I was like, oh, this must be the other blues brothers. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's a good one. John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. It's a
0: film that is coded as black.
1: hmm But they ain't black. Not at all. Not at all. And to to be fair, I don't think they're trying to be black in the movie. It's coded as black. I don't think they're trying to
0: be black in the movie, but I think marketing and casting wise, they were doing a thing.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no. They 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 knew the 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 music that they wanted to appropriate was mm-hmm. black. They knew that they weren't trying mm-hmm. to cast themselves like you know like come off like you know we're we're brothers or anything like that. Right. But yes. But they are right. definitely appropriating a culture a sound um for the marketing and for their whole sound that that is the blues brothers trade trademark even after john palucci dies and they come back with blues brothers 2000 whatever the super thing is with john goodman so yeah yep number 3 okay
0: black movie that's not a black movie mm mm-hmm. mhm the
1: first matrix movie the first matrix movie is a black is you believe is coded as a black film, but is actually yes. not a black movie.
0: Explain. It's not a black movie. Um, the Matrix movie, every black person I know who came out of the Matrix movie mm-hmm. was confused. Hmm. Because the Oracle was black. Okay. Morpheus was black. Mm-hmm. Um most of the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar, except for Trinity, was something. They had they were they were of color. They were <laughs> there, there was a lot of
1: flavor going on. There was there. it was definitely yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I think the thing that really um stuck the landing was how white Mr. Smith was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was literally the man, yes yes, 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 and I think there was a whole lot of dog whistling in that movie toward blackness mm-hmm,
1: but it had nothing to do with blackness that's a good one i've I've never <sighs> I don't kneel at the altar of the the matrix like a lot of people do, except for its changing of special effects, which you can't yeah. you can't deny. Um so I've after my after my tenth viewing, I stopped kneeling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I never bent the knee, but that that read of the of the Matrix is interesting because I don't know if I necessarily felt it so much in the first one. Because even though Morpheus and the Oracle, the crew was so you know multicultural for the most part as well, right? So I don't necessarily uh-huh. know if I felt it so much there. But in the second one, right, when Jada Pinkett with Jada Pinkett and, and, uh, and uh Harry Lennox and Harry Lennox, th- that's yeah. when I started thinking like, you know, like yes. Is this a, is this a thing? Yeah, cuz it, it then like everything hinges on this this white guy, you know who uh-huh. I, and I I I'm here for Keanu, but everything is hinging on him and then especially then when you come to the most recent, you know, sequel which which I which I haven't seen. Okay, but but cuz the way I see, fool me once,
0: shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. I hear you. <laughs> You come out with a fourth fool, and I'm not going to be the fool.
1: I hear you. But then everything, well, everything in the fourth one is, of course, revolves around Keanu, but that right. was Keanu and Trinity. You know, uh-huh. so it's the black man and it's the white man and the white woman. I was like, mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, I know you're trying to more and they were really trying to just give more agency to Trinity and her ca- and her character right, right, in the right, fourth right. one so I understand what they were doing with it but when you if you're already looking at the first 3 movies through the lens that you've just seen that then becomes a little bit yeah i i, I see where you're going with that all right i'm with you with that i'm with you i'm with you all right that's good that's a good one number 2
0: um one of your favorite films, uh, uh, I would dare say of all time, featuring um, the ever venerable um, James O. Jones, uh, Soul Man. <laughs> no, that is not a it, black movie. <laughs> it's a black movie, but it's not a black movie.
1: <laughs> no, it's not a black movie. It's not a black movie. Mm-hmm. But it's a. We don't have movie. to rehash that.
0: Please, please don't, listeners. If you haven't heard it, you want to hear a great episode of the Show Mission. Check out the Soul Man episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite reviews.
1: <laughs> Let me just say, he's being facetious when he said one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm just just putting it out there. I don't want that that to live.
0: You guys have a very interesting digression into. What were the finances of James Earl Jones? <laughs> James Earl Jones at the time <laughs> when he took this film, he took
1: this role, yeah, just
0: before coming to America. Mm, mm, um, mm. And uh, it'll be no surprise to you that uh, my number one black film that's not a black film, okay, is Pulp Fiction.
1: Yes, yes, I've I've heard this.
0: There are. Fewer films in the '90s that have as many N words in them mm-hmm. as Pulp Fiction. Okay, you have this very—I I would say—the career-defining role for Samuel Jackson is his jewels mm-hmm. in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, as a mob boss, I would go so far as to say Vin Rams
1: is a terrific actor i mean he's a terrific actor period um you know i've seen him dial it in have you not have you not seen holiday heart
0: (laughs) i have not seen holiday heart since it was on tv (laughs) many moons ago (laughs) i did see con air
1: (laughs) okay fair enough
0: fair enough and and I've seen every Mission Impossible film that he's in.
1: Okay, now, all right,
0: Mission Impossible. That
1: he, he's that, that, that he's that he's not in. He's just cashing oh. a check, dog. Everybody knows that.
0: He's spending. I a... think. I think. I think Lucille Ball contractually obligates them to have a blackout.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a deep cut, Lucille Ball. I like where you're going. Yeah. In. So this is why Mo's my co-producer, ladies and gentlemen. That's the deep cut.
0: For those who don't know, Lucille Ball produced uh, Star Trek and Mission Impossible.
1: The original series.
0: The original series and part of her uh, conditions were that they have diverse cast. Yep. Yep. And uh, it made that first Mission Impossible film with Tom Cruise for me hard to watch. (laughs) Because, you know, if you saw the TV series and you
1: enjoyed it, that first Tom Cruise film was kind of not Mission Impossible. No, it wasn't. Even though, to be fair, they, they've they increasingly become not Mission Impossible. I mean, it's the Tom Cruise show. Yeah, so. they basically just...
0: And listen, it's not a bad show, but you called it Mission Impossible. Yeah. It, yeah. But Pulp Fiction. Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp, Pulp Fiction is absolutely a film that is set in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. in Inglewood, mm-hmm. and in the Valley, where... You have this black gang who is babysitting a wayward um, killer, Vincent Vega, who had to go spend a couple months, years, we don't know. Right. In uh, Europe Mm -hmm. till the town cooled down. Eating his Royale with cheese. With his Royale with cheese. And uh, I think it's an interesting way to look at the film. Um, And. To me, Sam Jackson just shines so bright in that. As not a token Black guy, but like a fully developed character Mm -hmm. who has a profound um, story arc Mm -hmm. while Vincent Vega gets shot
1: on the toilet. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But not before, you know, sharing a dance with Uma Thurman. And not before the director...
0: Stepping in front of the camera and dropping some end bombs,
1: <laughs> copious amount of end bombs. Because,
0: this is his movie. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: very true, very true.
0: So, those are my top five mo- black movies that aren't black movies.
1: That's a good list. That's a good list. I, I, I I'm, I'm with you. It's very interesting list. I, I enjoyed that list you didn't know, like fast and furious but that's okay. No, no, I didn't I don't see it e- even remotely as a black movie. I don't necessarily see the coding that you see in there. Okay, But um it's it's neither here nor there. I I don't care. Uh if anything I would be if if anything of uh, the Fast and Furious movies, I would be mad that there's not more um uh Latin people in there. Um especially in the beginning in the beginning because I think their, right, I think right, their culture is right. more the street culture that gets appropriated in, in uh, increasingly in those films.
0: I, I, I see that. I see that.
1: Yeah. So, and I raise you Gina Rodriguez. <laughs> okay. Nah, I mean, I'm saying it's not there, but, but no, but she comes in later. She does. Yeah. You know, but, but so that, that would be my thing. Yeah. Cause she comes in later than Eva Mendez comes, comes in later. So it, it comes in, but it's just, You know, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is like he's he's like the world's biggest mutt. He don't know what he is. He he. I think he's trying to check every box
0: for diversity's sake.
1: There you go. All (laughs) right, we've got time for one more list. Okay, so do we want to go? See where do I want to go here? Um, I mean, this couple, couple of these are easy, and one of them is a little. Let's go for controversy. Controversy. Choose violence, Lynn. Let's, let's go for controversy, <laughs> uh, because a lot of people have been up in up in arms about a list that has been going on a, around the internet as of late, talking about like the the top MCs. Now I'm not going into I'm not getting into a war of top MCs because uh, because. Okay. I'm not. To me,
0: to me, MCs is like your mama's cooking, man. There ain't too many people who don't like their mama's cooking. That's very you know? true. What you were raised on is probably what you like. Right. And even if you concede there's uh, 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 skills out there mm-hmm. better than what you like, mm-hmm. what you like is still familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always going to cape for E-40. You know, he talked about where I was from. And, you know... Yeah. We can
1: we can, you know, whatever. I'm always going to cape for a Heavy D. There you go. And I know he's not the greatest. I know he's not even close to greatest. He's not top 10, he's not even he's probably not top 20. But, but he was fun. He was fun. He'll always be a favorite and in my heart. Listen. Exactly. But what I will say though is that there is to me no debate on the top five hip-hop groups. And I I say this because, one, when you really think about it, as many hip-hop groups as there have been over the 50 years of hip-hop, how many of them have truly been long-lasting enough within their career... To say that they're even in the running to have had a viable stake as one of the best hip-hop groups of all time, right? Because there's a lot of guys that after two, three albums, it it starts petering out. They start breaking up. Um, They call these relationships of convenience.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I want to rap, but they want a group, so let me go get my friend.
1: Exactly. So... um, and, but I will say that there is even in the midst of what happens almost always in hip-hop there are two groups whose output in the world of hip-hop was so game changing and monumental that despite what may have happened a little bit further down the line, they still reside at near the top of the top five, hip hop groups of all time. Now I'm going to go from 5 to number okay. 1, but honestly to me outside of number 1, you can argue with 5 and 4 their placement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number gotcha. 5 is the Beastie Boys. I'm putting the Beastie Boys up here because you can't first of all, you can't knock their you can't knock their success. You can't knock their their blending of genres. You can uh, uh, in in hip hop being unapologetically who they are. They're not white guys trying to sound black when they rap. They are white guys doing their version of hip hop. They are were creative in how they put together their music. They like them and Prince Paul kind of like just showed what sampling mm-hmm. can can be done. It's not just simply just bringing a piece of what you remember, but actually playing around with it and becoming uh, musicians with that. And their, their two albums, I mean, License to Ill stayed on the charts for like almost five years, dude. It's like it, it's ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous! The number, uh, how long that that album was a hit. Um, and um, admittedly, you know the game has changed as far as albums now. But their place in hip hop, I think, is cemented. Um, their videos were game changing. Oh. What's what's their se- what's their second album? The second album it? was um, oh, what was the name of it? Cause, is it is yes, it Paul's Paul boutique? boutique? Yes. Yes. Which okay. which is okay. which is ridiculous when you listen to it now, because it's like, oh my God, where 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 the where are the tracks? Because it's bouncing all over the place. But it was so unique. It was so mm-hmm. so game changing. So I'm putting the BC boys there. And admittedly, and I know Randy Arson is listening to this, I'm putting the BC boys here. You could probably flip them back and forth between them. Dayla and Tribe at the number five spot. But I, I... I settled on Beastie Boys. But if you wanted to put Dayla, you wanted to put Tribe, I wouldn't argue with you. All right? So my problem, what's problem, with, the problem with the Beastie Boys... Beastie Boys? What you got, what you, what's problem with the Beastie it's Boys? that they are a seminal mm-hmm. rap group. Mm-hmm. That
0: is to say. They were one of those things that uh Russell Simmons and Rick mm-hmm. Rubin were doing. And... They were coming out of new york and they filled a void, a void. and like listen license to ill certified mm-hmm. classic their album before that
1: and most of the albums after that i think it's a stretch to call them rap music okay man. okay but i mean you could say the same thing about some of some of uh, Andre Three Thousands stuff. You can say the same thing about PM Dawn. Like what? Like what? Uh, uh. I mean,
0: okay. You can see, so <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, right. that's 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 the, that's the only right, thing. All right, I fair see. enough. Well, when you when you say longevity, when you say impact, and you say Beastie Boys, I don't put those two tags on if Beastie you don't, Boys. Beastie Boys cracked open the suburbs and they allowed white kids to get into rap music. And um, like, I don't resent anybody mm-hmm. for that, but then being on the charts as long as they were was absolute, absolutely racial. Well, obvious. first
1: of all, I I see you on they maybe cracked the suburbs and possibly they did. There's another group who I will say I think actually really crack the suburbs and allow and let white people and white kids get into hip hop even more so than the BC boys. I'll talk about them when I get to them. My, my next group is Wu-Tang clan. And I put them on here, admittedly knowing that their longevity you might argue with because how many albums that the actual clan put out, right? But Uh the game-changing of their their, um, Uh albums, you can't knock, and they have, they did what every hip-hop group even before them, but certainly ever since, has tried to do. They came out as a group, and then almost immediately, not all of them, but most of them, had successful solo projects Car- and careers. careers, and then they came, and ca- back, and then came together. back together periodically, Pe- and, and, yeah. and and exactly, and and some of their and and even if the. They came back together for a collective album, but there would still be small pockets of them showing up on each other's albums, just, just showing that they were still yeah, a group, they, they were exactly. still a clan. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. I, I have no, I have nothing to say so about. They, they were the, they were the model for that. So right. I'm saying Wu-Tang. There will be no dispute from this side. All right, Wu-Tang Clan. All right, Whatever. Forever. Slightly above Wu-Tang. And the only reason I'm putting them above Wu-Tang is because as monumental as Wu-Tang was, this group was probably just as monumental, just had as much vibe, brought in a different vibe, uh, sound into hip-hop. But they probably sold well, uh, no doubt, they sold better than Wu-Tang. And for the most part, went on to um, successful solo careers, and that's Outcasts. They sold just a tick above Wu-Tang. You can't not, their albums, success, their sales, their impact in in hip-hop. I hear people coming at me Where is tribe going to show up? I hear them. I told y'all I would put tribe probably a tick below the groups that I'm mentioning. And if you wanted to swap out beastie boys and put in tribe, if you wanted to put in de la soul there, that's fine. I think that Outcast just probably on the sales and their, their crossover because you know, we love them, but everybody else loved them just as hard and they still stay true to themselves. Uh-huh. That's why I would put them uh-huh. right here, right in that middle slot at number three.
0: Listen, they got what five undisputable bangers mm-hmm. of albums. This this not a comp there's not a, there's not a conversation. Right. <laughs> number
1: two. Number two. Changed the game, brought in a whole nother vibe into hip hop, brought in the the raised the consciousness of hip hop and made everybody take notice of how to do this thing, even though it sounded like your daddy was rapping with you, rapping to you, and that was public enemy boom they are I, I don't care what nobody says public enemy was the put out the as, as positive and as conscious consciousness raising as they were they put out for about 3 4 years in a row the song of the summer that banged out in every speaker in America. I know, because I couldn't go any place in in Philly, or in New York, or in Jersey, or in Virginia, without hearing Rebel Without a Pause every place mm-hmm. I went. And that's just the one joint. I'm not even talking about bring the noise. I ain't talking about fight the power. Public enemy, change the game number two I agree
0: I, I I purchased public enemy albums well into the early 2000s yes. because like they wasn't mm-hmm. all bangers on the album but they still had something to say and they did it in a provocative yes, and they entertaining did. way
1: yes they did even when they
0: let even- they had an album they had an album called mm-hmm. son of a Bush I have nothing to say. All right.
1: And now the number one hip hop group of all time. With all due respect to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. With all due respect Mm -hmm. to Houdini. With all due respect to any other hip hop group out there with all due respect to all you other hip hop duos out there, there was no hip hop group that broke the mold, raised the game and became the template for everything that followed and cracked the suburbs when they mixed the rock When they brought back Aerosmith, because Aerosmith had died for a little bit. People don't forget that. They brought back Aerosmith and taught everybody how to walk this way and how at the 50th anniversary at the BET Awards, not both of them, but one of them in his 50s, Looked in better shape than anybody on the goddamn stage. And that was Run DMC and the late Jam Master J, the greatest hip-hop group of all time. Fight me. (laughs) I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So... My problem oh, is... You, what problem do you have with Run DMC? Listen,
0: listen, listen, listen. listen. I, I got no problem with Run DMC. Um, I think they did a thing. They took hip-hop from the streets to the super stadium, the stadium stages. They took it around the world and mm-hmm. back again. They did a thing and... Um, I feel like they did it well. But you can't have a list talking about game changers, talking about mm-hmm, trendsetters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm, hip-hop mm-hmm, groups mm-hmm. who mm-hmm, broke mm-hmm. the mold without having NWA
1: in no, there. No, I knew you were going to say NWA. I knew it. And okay, hold, go, on, go, hold go, on, hold on, hold on, go because I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: To me, I think mm-hmm. Run DMC mm-hmm. and Beastie Boys mm-hmm. were doing the same thing mm-hmm. at the same time. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the way that you would put Tribe mm-hmm. or De La, I'm like. It's absurd to replace Run DMC mm-hmm, with Beastie mm-hmm, Boys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they have mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm,
1: impact. Mm-hmm, that is... Oh, God. Oh, dude, you are being so disrespectful. You are being so disrespectful to say that Run DMC... First of all, you're being disrespectful to say that any group had the impact that Run DMC had. No group had the impact that Run DMC had.
0: I, I, I have a hard time. Like...
1: It's no, 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 no. First of all, let me take let me take on your it's NWA. Let me let me take on your NWA. It's show list. Right.
0: So my, my problem with MWA is NWA is not doing a new thing, but they are putting what's going on in California
1: up yes. on the main
0: stage. Yes. On the world stage. Okay. And they go on tour mm-hmm. with Public Enemy. And I think they're the first rap group out there. Who are cussing? Uncle Luke is gonna come along a couple years later and get in trouble for cussing. But none of these rap groups are really—I mean, like it's a big deal when Daryl says, "I'm proud to be black." Goddamn, you know, like that's a big deal. And then NWA comes out and they say, "We are reality rap. This is re- this is us reporting what we see from the street," and they get branded. Gangsta rap. And gangster rap actually becomes what rap music is in the 90s. uh, Yeah, Uh uh-huh. You don't get... Well, it's hard for me to say this, right? I don't think you get a Wu-Tang without an N.W.A.
1: See, I I disagree.
0: And I I think Run DMC and Beastie Boys are Russell Simmons' And what's his name? Um, They're they're two kids they have together. And, you know, people like one over the other for whatever reasons, and people like one over the other. You are being
1: so disrespectful to run DMC right now. You are being so disrespectful (laughs) to run DMC. And first of all, and and Wu-Tang, I think, grows out of the the lyrical, um, like, essence that is that is growing in in New York. Like yes, do they mix in a little bit of that uh uh they got like a little bit of that grunge and a little bit of that you know fuck you attitude that NWA put out there. Sure. But Big Daddy Kane and cussing. The, yep. Um yeah, Big cussing. But
0: they have like but they are, but those
1: are the lyrical dex uh that is the lyrical dexterity but, that but, 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 right,
0: forms right. That gets that you get to Wu Tang, but but you don't get to Wu Tang without NWA coming on the on a scene and saying, you know, like here's a little something about a nigga like me. Never should have been let out the penitentiary. Like nobody is saying that from the East Coast in 1988.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. I I oh I, I, no no I I I hear you. Nobody's saying that on the East Coast. Special Ed is is fire, but he ain't no Special Ed like ain't saying nothing like that, and nobody. And I will say that nobody on the East Coast is saying nothing like that because the East Coast is is not is that's not necessarily their vibe. That's not their vibe. So yes, it becomes their vibe you know, in the nineties. That's because unfortunately, that's music. Music chases because music because music <laughs> music chases what's hot, and when the interview. <laughs>
0: And I'm gonna go so I'm gonna go a step further and say NWA is the rage in every suburban kid who's tried to rebel who decides not to get into okay. Rock music.
1: Okay. First first of all, my biggest thing about NWA, my big thing about NWA is that they they only they, Well, have yeah, one they only album. really only had the one album.
0: And and I'm I'm gonna tell you they like NWA tends to morph into ice, the Ice Cube camp and the Death Row camp, and they then do more and create more volume doing well, the same thing.
1: Fair enough, but my problem with NWA, like you said, they only had the one album. They only had the one album because you only have.
0: I mean, they, I mean, they, they had four they albums have four total, albums, but they only but they only got they, they only were got worth one about. worth talking about.
1: And the, the only reason that PC one voice. is worth talking about is because of Q, right? So, uh, Cube. Well, well, Dre because of the music. Okay, I'll give you that. Because because of the music. Because um, I I I'm not a Dre lyricist fan. But uh, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm but, but Dre's, about, and, like, Dre's Dre music, music, and Cube Cube doing the lyrics, and I forget. I, did DLC do some writing on that album too? The first album. I I yeah. So so it's, it's 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 Cube and DLC, um, and Dre. That gives you. Yes, a devastating album. But everything out after that, right. even though it sells, right, right. is garbage music. So that's why I'm not I'm not gonna say you, okay. if you want to put NWA in top ten of art of hip hop groups, I'll give you that. All, all but they're not I, top I'm five. Saying, they're not top all five. I'm
0: saying, all I'm saying is if you if you were to look at the impact of Run DMC and Beastie Boys.
1: Dude, no, it's not. No, it's not. You first of all, you weren't there. You weren't there, dog. Run DMC changed the. They became the template, dude. They wrapped up. They wrapped up the datas. And Beastie Boys no. followed. Beastie Boys were drafting on exactly and as much what as they were BC doing. Boys wanted to set that template. They did not set the template that Run DMC. No, I said they. They drafted. They yeah, were right but, behind but the, no, dude. The, 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 their impact is totally different, man. The, to, the impact were, is totally Beastie different. Boy was, Beastie Boys was received different. Because but the impact is different. The the Run DMC's impact is different than Beastie Boys, and it is bigger.
0: And it, it, the Rick Rubin production style between the two of them is so samey.
1: Everybody who bought um, Tougher Than Leather that year went and bought. Oh, the the, first of all, nobody talks about Tougher Than Eleven. Tougher Than Eleven is is an okay album. It's not a great album. The 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 what the the great. The great Run DMC albums are the first one Raising Hell. Raising Hell is Raising Hell Raisin is, is Hell. The, Raisin second the second one. That's a ridiculous one. Tough and the right. Lever is the is the movie soundtrack and it's I, you know, it's got some cuts in it, but gotcha. but okay. but that notwithstanding the the impact of the group is immense. Is it's absolutely immense. Listen, I'm not arguing with you. You you are arguing because you're saying they have the same it. impact as Beastie Boys. And that you are dude, you are blaspheming right now, dog. That is blasphemous. Okay. The,
0: I think Beastie Boys comes off the list. I'm fine. I think it's, you can't look, you you can't look at rap music and not like Put NWA take take Beastie
1: Boys off the list. I'm still not take. I'll take Beastie Boys off the list. I'm still not putting the NWA over Tribe or De La Soul. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I, I think so.
0: Here's what I'm gonna say. Tribe and De La Soul do a thing that NWA don't do. And I appreciate. I'm that. not even gonna put them over. But in de, but 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 mm. what Tribe and Beastie and, and and De La Soul do. Does not become the driving force of the music industry for the next fifteen years. Uh, what NWA does, that is what becomes the driving force of the music industry. Okay, for the, for the next, next fifteen, 15 years. years,
1: but hip hop is fifty years old, and, tri- and I think, and I think the yeah, the, the, the what what Tribe De La, and the Beastie Boys. Have done have had a lot longer legs than anything that NWA has done. NWA did write this template, but then I would say the guys that kind of took the NWA template and then ran it uh, ran it up the flagpole and and did more with it. They just didn't do it with as groups. To your point, Dre, Q, and maybe even on the East Coast side. You can make an argument for, for Jay-Z. They take what NWA does, mix it with some yeah. of the New York vibe, and ran it up to flag, yeah. uh, Flagpole, but they're not groups. No, I got you. I, I I don't disagree. I might even put Salt and Pepper over NWA.
0: Okay. Because everybody did what Salt well, and Pepper did. Everybody was doing go-go rap. Go-go rap. Go-go rap. Yeah,
1: See, you're being disrespectful. You being, being disrespectful to salt and pepper. We're gonna end the show. I knew it was gonna end this way. I knew it was gonna end the controversy. <laughs> you being disrespectful to salt and pepper. I can't believe you, Mo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, the Toya hears this. She is gonna come for your neck. You cannot be disrespectful to salt and pepper like that. Listen, that no, don't, I don't sound like salt it, dog, pepper,
0: man. I, I, I'm not saying anything mm, bad about salt You said salt that they doing what I'm everybody saying, else
1: do. No, you said everybody doing what, what they said. did.
0: I said, I said they mm-hmm, came mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. scene as a girl act, and everything I've read about things I did, I wasn't there to witness said people had girl acts to get radio play, to sell albums when the music video game came out, and they were kind of. Uh, 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 gimmicky and Queen Latifah, MC Light, Salt and Pepper, um, plenty other female MCs, I think, really broke out of that. Yes, they, they broke that mold and they did, they did, they didn't get locked in it. Like, uh, oh, I can't remember the name, the name of the, the, the all female group on the Sugar Hill. List. Oh, um, you know, th- that wasn't JJ fag because they were West Coast no uh, that's west coast but jj fad jj fad was the first
1: group that easy put out because no I understand, I understand that i understand it but 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 i will you say know? i will say and then, then i got to go i don't because i gotta i gotta i gotta go um i don't i don't i don't think i don't i, think I don't think light and latifah were gimmick were gimmicks to start I said they broke. Yeah, but that that implies that they were there when they came out, and I don't. I don't think that neither either of them were.
0: I think I think uh, Roxanne Shantay. Most definitely, they were gimmicks. They were gimmicks. Um, What's the name of the group that sang "Funky Right On Up"? Oh God, I know I can't remember who they are, but yeah, like like putting women on 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 a microphone. That that that, yeah, I hear you on that. Was was a gimmicky thing, and these women got on a rap. And like, yeah, they yeah, owned it, and they killed it,
1: and yeah, they but did I don't, thing. But,
0: and it was amazing. But it I, was I don't. I would venture to say that Queen Latifah wouldn't have said who you calling a bitch if N.W.A. hadn't been out there talking about right. bitches.
1: She was talking to N.W.A. Well, she was talking to more than just N.W.A. I gotta go because because N.W.A. had kind of. Go. I gotta go. I gotta go.
0: I got to go. You you have now annoyed hey, me. I got to go. <laughs> hey, hey Lynn, you're one of my uh top 5 uh <laughs> podcast producers. <laughs> 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 Thanks for having me on. Oh, uh, be, before I get Oh yes, to people about your podcast out, uh, before I get unceremoniously kicked off of uh, the Miss Show Mission for the next year or so. Uh I have two podcasts coming out. Uh, one is uh the show mission class of nineteen eighty-nine. We, we we we, uh, we like hike that one
1: events, up. Good, talk about your podcast, your podcast. Check
0: it out March 6th. If you got little people around you who love to learn and or love adventures, check out my new podcast called Bun Amigos, B-U-N-N Amigos, A-M-I-G-O-S, and you can listen to four rabbits. As they adventure around the world, visiting different cities every week and learning about the world. Uh, this is a kids podcast and a co-listening experience with parents where you can learn about the uh, it, uh, what, what, what's going on in Egypt if you were to visit there today. What's going on in San Francisco, um, Agra, India and uh, lots of other cities. They're skipping my name because Vince is. I'm sorry, Lana's is looking at me like he's- I am not. I'm just, um,
1: <laughs> I'm listening.
0: <laughs> feel free to subscribe and rate. Uh, the podcast actually launches, I think today, because uh, this is going out February 28th. And uh, I would love your support, missionaries.
1: You so amigos, much. ladies and gentlemen. B-U-N-N-M-A-M-I-G-O-S. But amigos. Bonamigos. Amigos. It, where you find podcasts. All right, Mo. All right, we. I can't wait for the.
0: Thanks for thanks for having me, Land. Go get some water for the letters on this one.
1: Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. um, Next week we'll be in our new studio. Um, The Michelle Mission will be in our new studio in Manny Young Studios as we will bring you our review of 2022's The Woman King. The woman. Next week here woman. on the Me Show Mission, um, which is a podcast that so you can find any places you find podcasts, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. Go to mission.com hit swag to check out all the cool designs that we have available for your liking and, and buying pleasure. Like and follow us on all the social medias at Me Show Mission. Subscribe on YouTube. To our show at Micho Mission, Send your emails. I know you've got them coming to Micho Mission at gmail.com. Um, or if you're too passionate to uh, email, I think there's there a voicemail is number, indeed there? a voicemail. You can also leave us a voicemail, ladies and gentlemen, 215 867 9666. And tell Vincent, Len, and Mo where we went wrong with our top five. Lists. Um alright we gotta get- they're gonna they got be so happy to have Vincent
0: <laughs> back next week <laughs> Vincent
1: might call an audible and say like I'm gonna do my top five why y'all should never do a show together again <laughs> well
0: he might only have two that's true <laughs> that's very true Lynn
1: and that's Mo that's it. never, that's never it. again <laughs> alright ladies and gentlemen un- until next week He's uh Mo and I am and he's and, and partying, And uh we're singing that thing that uh Vincent <laughs> always says. We'll show. see you when it's time to meet again.